a cookie called Spitzbuben, Stinky Feet Cheese, and Broken Bones Cutting a Trip Short. This week, we're in Switzerland. Traveling the world to bring you delicious dishes, tasty beverages, and interesting experiences. This is the Destination Eat Drink Podcast on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. I'm Brent Peterson. Welcome to Destination Eat Drink, the travel podcast for foodies. If you love food and travel, you've found the place. Each week, we explore the cuisine of the world at DestinationEatDrink.com, on the Destination Eat Drink YouTube channel, and here on the Destination Eat Drink podcast. My guest this week is award-winning author, podcaster, and world traveler, Rick Kempfer. But first, if you like the show, please vote for us in the Best Lifestyle Podcast category at the 15th Annual Taste Awards. I'm really floored that we've been named a finalist for this prestigious award. And if you could show your support with a vote, that would be great. Just go to thetasteawards.com or click on the link in the show notes. And thank you very, very much. Rick Kempfer is the author of nearly a dozen books, including his latest, The Loop Files, an oral history of the most outrageous radio station ever. He's also host of one of my favorite podcasts, Minutia Men, with his co-host Dave Stern. I love that show. I listen every week. I don't think I've missed a single episode since they started. Rick also loves travel. He grew up in Germany. He speaks German, so when he travels to a German-speaking country, he knows the ins and outs and the best stuff to eat. So when he was planning a vacation to Switzerland, I told him to take notes so he could do an episode of the podcast when he returned. Little did he know that that trip would be cut short by a gruesome accident. Don't worry, everyone's okay, or at least recovering, and Rick is here to talk about the experience as well as the food he had along the way, including an apricot cake, delicious chocolate, and a single bite of horse meat. Rick also talks about the freshest, cleanest water ever and that famous Swiss cheese. Okay, I'm starving, so let's eat. Destination Eat Drink. Rick Kempfer, welcome back to Destination Eat Drink. Always a pleasure to have you on the show. Happy to be back. I think this is my sixth sixth appearance. Wow, fantastic. Which, I don't know, I haven't done the research, but this may be, you may be. A record breaker? The record breaking guest. Fantastic. So, congratulations on that. Thank you. It's a big honor. Uh, (laughs) For you. (laughs) For me. For you. Gotcha. Um, And... Thank you for hosting the podcast here at the Operator Air Studios in yes. Mount Prospect, Illinois. Thank you very much. Yeah, you're welcome here anytime. Oh, thank you. So, you just returned from a fantastic uh, vacation with your wife and uh, some friends, some family to Switzerland. And so, that's why I wanted to have you on the podcast when I found out you were going there. I love having you on the podcast, talking about your travels, talking about what you've been up to. And Switzerland is a place that I am very interested in because I've never been there. Oh. But it uh, is a place that holds like a, a fantasy in my mind as to what it's like. And when I think of Switzerland, I think of 
of course, food. And yeah. the first two <laughs> kinds of food <laughs> that I... the name of the Hence the name of the, the, name of the show. Yeah. I think of two things immediately, chocolate and cheese. Yes. So... You want to start there? You want to dive into that? Okay. Let's start with chocolate. All right. So that is probably uh, something you're going to find in every inch of Switzerland. You're going to find just incredible chocolate. We had it every place we went. We went to Zurich. We went to Bern. And we went to Interlaken. Um, You know, all the hotels have it uh, on your pillows. Uh, It seems too good to give away. Uh, wow. You know what I mean? But it there's a brand that I love that actually you can get here in America too. That's called Lint, L-I-N-D-T. It's so good. That is the best. And they have all different kinds of uh, flavors there. I, I, I'm a big fan of the Traubenuss, which is uh, the raisins and nuts inside of the, mm. the chocolate. I think they have one with like little pieces of uh, puffed rice in they them. They do. That yep. is, that, I love that one too. Fantastic. So that you can't go wrong. Look for the purple wrapper. Yeah, it's they're round balls, right? Some so, of them are. Some and of then them are, yeah. uh, the the round ones, they have the the shell on the outside, and they have like a, a a soft ganache on the inside. That's right. So it's like you get the you get the chocolate, and then you get the sweet ganache on. The, oh man, it's so good. Yes. So that that is something. I mean, it's worth going just to have the chocolate, and you know, of course, it also means that. There are lots of chocolate desserts and stuff. We'll get, I guess, we'll get into desserts later, but um, lots of lots of uh, great chocolate recipes. That's awesome. Any other? So the thing about Lint is, um, you know, I'm generally more of a dark chocolate guy than a milk okay. chocolate guy. But yeah. I, I've seen because it, you get a bag of those Lints, and it's different kinds, and some are milk chocolate and some are dark chocolate. Yeah, and. Even the milk chocolate, which, like I said, I'm not as much of a milk chocolate guy, is still very, very good. Yeah, I mean, there's so many different kinds of brands. Each town has their own uh, specialties. That is awesome. Um, So just you you can't miss it. Any shop that you walk into will have a chocolate section. And it's not like uh, the grocery store where you've got like a $1,000 bar and, uh, Mm. you know, a $100,000 bar, I guess. Right, right, right. Yeah. Back in my day, Brent, yeah. we called them $1,000 bar. <laughs> no, so you're not getting yeah. a Kit Kat or a Snickers no. or something like that? No, there's no Twix. <laughs> no, there's nothing like that. There's none of the, uh, none of the American uh, chocolates there. Yeah. It's, it, it, I'd say, I, th- I think it's like an art form, you know? It is. Well. Some of the towns, and we didn't get a chance to do this because my trip got cut short, um, but uh, some of the towns have like chocolate tours that you can go on mm. and I will do the research for you and find out what okay. that is and, All right. and send you that information. That's perfect. The chocolate tour. Oh, yeah. that, that Imagine. Just, that just decadent, <laughs> man. That is great. Okay. So that's chocolate and then there's cheese. So, you know, we're in Switzerland, I think Swiss cheese, like Gouda and stuff like that. Yeah. But you know, the uh, Swiss cheese in Switzerland is not called Swiss cheese. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> Surprisingly. <laughs> uh, it's called Amentaler. Amentaler cheese. Um, That's the traditional Swiss cheese that that the rest of the world calls Swiss cheese. That has the holes in it. Yes. Um, But the the main way that cheese is consumed in Switzerland is in meals. I mean, it's not like a a snack so much as it is like fondue is huge in Switzerland. You can't trip over your your favorite person without hitting a fondue joint. Mm. And also... The 
probably the signature dish of Switzerland is called raclette. Have you heard of raclette? This sounds familiar to me. T- tell me again what raclette is, and I'll tell you if I if I'm thinking of that or if I'm thinking of I'm making so, a mistake. Raclette is a uh, it's spelled R A K L E T T E mm-hmm. raclette, and it comes in a little contraption. Um, it's a raclette machine. Okay, and it has little trays that you put in two decks. It's like a burner, and it has two two two, two decks of trays, and you put a potato. Like a cut oh, potato. right. And on top of the potato, you put raclette cheese. That's mm. a type of cheese on there. And then you put it into this little machine and it melts the cheese over the potato. That's yeah. I've seen it on Every videos. Every Swiss person has one of those in their house. They all <laughs> eat raclette all the time. And did you do fondue when you were there? Yeah, I did. So the thing about fondue that I found interesting, we have a friend in Portugal, one of our neighbors, and she's Brazilian, but she lived in Germany for like 40 years with her husband before she moved to Portugal. And apparently her area of Germany is big on fondue. And she asked us to come over on New Year's Eve for fondue. And I always thought fondue is like, you know, you take the bread and mm-hmm. you dip it into the cheese and and that's it, you know, because right. like you, I grew up in the 70s and that's what <laughs> <Right>. it was, <laughs> exactly. you know, but the variety of stuff that you're dipping in there goes way beyond yeah. just bread. Some, uh, some places specialize in just the oil. Where you can you know cook your meat as a fondue mm. uh, in different types of oil and add, add spices and stuff like that. Right. There's no limit to what you can do with vegetables fondue. too. Yeah. the The fondue I had had uh, was flavored with like dill mm. and uh, oh wow and a couple of other spices and it was just fabulous. That is fantastic. So when when you do the fondue is is fondue a dish on a menu at a regular restaurant or are there restaurants that are dedicated specifically to fondue in switzerland it's a dish on the menu uh there aren't really fondue restaurants as much Mm -hmm. as they are here like here we have places that specialize in that right right america in switzerland it's just like every basically every single restaurant you go in will have a fondue option awesome so we got fondue we got. We should talk about the uh, raclette because you said every household in Switzerland will have a this machine yeah. with the trays that you make the raclette. Would that be something you could get as a tourist at a restaurant? Or oh, is for it, sure. Okay, for sure, it's everywhere. And is it like an appetizer? Is it? Well, they eat it as a meal. For me, it's an appetizer. <laughs> you know, what else is coming? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm going to have five of these because uh, right. it's not enough for me. But it tastes good. It's just they're very proud of their raclettes. Uh-huh. That's, that's their thing. Do you remember what kind of cheese was on the raclette? Or is it's it called raclette cheese. Okay. That must yeah. be where it's uh, hitting into my brain that I've heard of it before. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because I've seen these these little uh, discs of potato with uh with right. a, with cheese on it. Yep. Any other um, cheeses, kinds of cheese, or ways that cheese was served that you found particularly interesting? There's another cheese called Gruyere. Oh, so good! Which the is best? One of my favorites, and and it's in the French speaking part of uh, Switzerland. 
Uh, we didn't make it there this time, but I had been there previously and had the cheese there. It was just amazing. Oh, wow. Sounds fantastic. See, I could I could just eat cheese morning, I know, me noon, too. and night. Me you too. Know, that's the best. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, since we moved to Portugal, I've been really experiencing a lot of different kinds of cheese. But no one told me before we went to Portugal how good the Portuguese cheese actually is. And um, especially what I found is from the Azores, uh, the islands in the Atlantic Ocean, have really, really good dairy products and really good cheese. And there's a lot of it all over Portugal. You don't have to just go to the Azores to get it. But a lot of it is uh, aged cheese, Yeah, uh, what I call stinky feet cheese. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, right. you know, you have to be prepared. Yes. Well, you can do that in Switzerland, too. They, you, the, you, if you go to a restaurant in the evening, like late, uh, after the kitchen closes, they will still uh, sell you a platter of cheese, like assorted cheeses on a, on a wooden plank. You know how they do that everywhere. But right, the, right. But you can, you can order, like eight or nine different types of cheese and it's delicious love the cheese plate oh that's great what else uh, did you find interesting while you were there was there any other kind of dishes or meals that you found intriguing interesting tasty or unusual um well switzerland is a it, the culture of switzerland is very much a hunting culture okay so uh you will find a lot of wild game on uh, menus. Oh, okay. Uh, not so much in the big cities like in Zurich or Bern or Basel, but in the uh, in the smaller towns, every every restaurant has, but you know, venison is huge mm -hmm. in Switzerland. Um, we went to a place that was serving some sort of a goat, um, which. I had never even heard of. Like, I had to ask what kind of an animal it was. I had to look it up, and I <laughs> oh, wish geez. I had written it down, but never even heard of it. And they were serving it on the menu. Okay. Um, and one of our travel companions ordered, and, and this is, this is going to sound really gross, uh, he ordered horse. Yeah. There they are places. Yeah, there are places where horse is still consumed. I, I didn't realize Switzerland was one of them. Um, you'll see it uh, sometimes in... Like Sicily, you'll see okay. you'll see you'll see horse occasionally, but I didn't realize it was um, it was eaten in Switzerland. I will tell you something. Uh, this is my tip: uh, if you want to try some of these uh, more unusual meats, make sure you are at a restaurant that doesn't require you to cook it yourself. <laughs> what? Because there's a lot of the, this is like a new trend where they bring out uh, you know a, a hot stone, right, and you cook it yourself. If it's a meat that you've never cooked before and you have no idea, yeah, how would you it, know? Yes, so that's why I ask ask that question before you get the meat. Yeah, delivered and, to you. Am I going to need an apron? <laughs> right. <laughs> am I going to be? What behind? is the best way to eat horse? I don't know. <laughs> Should but, it be well done or? But yeah. here you go. <laughs> You're on your own. And, and like, I, I had one bite of it, by the way, and I don't recommend it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I can't imagine. Yeah. Um, so what did you say? Venison, goat, horse. Um, a lamb is lamb. very popular. Um, not a wild animal. No, no. But they, they have like, uh, um, it, there aren't as many pork dishes as there are in the other German speaking okay. countries. Right, right, pork. right. There's a lot of beef 
because uh, they you know they have a lot of cattle in uh, in hmm. the mountains. Okay. In in Switzerland, and so I saw all these steakhouses, and I actually said to uh, one of the locals, "You know what's the deal with all the steak?" And I'm like, "That's our thing. We have beef here, so it, it's not like." Imported from Texas or something. It's right. all beef that is there uh, from Switzerland. I'm kind of surprised because when I think of beef, you know, like you said, Texas or Nebraska, you know, like flat yeah. plains areas where cows are out grazing. But I guess cows are uh, can be in hills and things like well, that. Well, and the dairy cows. Yeah, because um, they got tons of dairy, right? Right. And, the, and some of the cheeses uh, have very strict rules about uh, the altitude that the cow grazes oh. at. Like you cannot have, uh, I wish I knew the exact brand of cheese, but there are certain types of cheeses that you know that the cow was over 10,000 feet or something like oh, that. Oh, wow. And, and that's one of and the And it will impact do. what they're grazing on, you know, what they're yes. eating, which will impact the milk and the flavor and the richness and the fat content. Yes. And they're very um, green and they're very uh, conscious about uh, nutrition. So uh, you, you're not going to get additives in your food, mm-hmm. um, which is something that I, I I find refreshing. So I can feel good about just gorging myself on cheese. You can, yes, <laughs> exactly. It's not uh, Velveeta, Brent. Let's put it that way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, hey, teach their own, right? right I mean, yeah, sure. you know, if they want to have their fancy cheese. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, so... We had our we had our cheese. Uh, we had our uh, appetizer of our raclette. Uh, we've had our main course of our uh, horse or whatever. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, finish with that. Let's have some dessert. Okay. So I've got two favorites mm-hmm. that uh, I eat every time I go to Switzerland. All right. And one of them is called Aprikos and Kuchen, which you can probably guess. Kind of German. Yeah. <laughs> but it's uh, apricot cake basically Yum. it's uh it's so good i don't remember really seeing it in other places every time i go to switzerland i get it there oh it's not you don't see it in germany not really okay that's not uh apricots are not really a big thing in germany hmm. uh, but they are in switzerland so tell me about this is it a, like a tart with apricots on top or is it apricots that are put into the uh, batter to make it kind of richer and moister. It's a tart with apricots on top. Okay. But uh, the the the, uh, the cake part of it mm-hmm. is very crumbly. Oh, okay. And uh, and uh, sweet. Mm-hmm. And then the tartness of the apricots mix perfectly together. It's just a delicious oh, treat. Fair. Oh, fantastic! And you you get you get this at any bakery and oh yeah, they're everywhere. Yeah, I actually buy it every time I go to Switzerland. I've been to Switzerland many times, and this is something that uh, I always seek out. Okay, good, good. The other thing is called Spitzbuben, which <laughs> all are... right. First off, doesn't <laughs> sound appetizing. <laughs> um, and this is a cookie. Okay, all right. It's a it's a Powdered cookie, mm-hmm. a powder, powdered sugar, um, but it has uh, like a hole in the top that is uh, has jelly, uh, mm. various different kinds of jelly. It looks like a stained glass window. It's it's oh. really it's like almost a, a work of art, wow. and it tastes so good. You can get it in 
any flavor that you want. All right. Spitzbuben. Spitzbuben. All right. So I'm, I'm trying to imagine this in my head because I've yeah. never heard of this before. Is this like a big cookie? A no, no. Cookie? It's like little regular cookie size. Like uh, right. you get, you know, buy them by the dozen. Yeah. Or so I was going to say I need yeah. at least half a dozen. Of you these. Definitely for sure. Okay. Yes. Sounds good. Any um, bakery. Go to any bakery and ask for the Spitzbuben. I have to imagine just in general, the bakeries are really, really good in Switzerland. They're quite good, yes. Because, you know, you got chocolate. Yeah. You got Spitzbuben. (laughs) My sister was on this trip with us, and every day she went to get the the chocolate uh, croissants Mm -hmm, uh, at the the bakery, which is, you know, the little chocolate chain. I mean, they're all over Europe, but they're they're so good. Awesome. So... What are the uh, what are the prices like? I mean, I think Switzerland kind of has a reputation as being a very expensive country to go to, and that is a correct reputation, an assumption that you should yes. believe in. <laughs> it okay. is very expensive. Okay, but if you know that, how going much is in, a Spitzbuben? Well, you know the uh, the bakeries are not bad. Okay, and, you know the coffee uh, places are not that expensive. You you're getting a sip of coffee though, so espresso, yeah. Europeans and I know. espresso. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I come, I come to America, come back to America, and it's like I haven't had a drip coffee in two years. Yeah, no, now. I know. And so I just, I've been drinking drip coffee the past couple of days, and I'm like, yeah, you know, it's 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 good when it's made <laughs> properly. Yeah, it's really good. I just, I haven't had it. I'm now I'm like this snob where it's like, oh, espresso, well, you know, only yeah. espresso, but you know. Drip coffee is really good, too. If it's made well, it's really good. Absolutely. You know, I saw Starbucks in Switzerland. There was a, there was a Starbucks in Zurich. People. Yeah. <laughs> They're everywhere. I, I, I talk, I say this all the time. Do not go to Starbucks when you're in Europe. Right, because find... there's a Burger King next door. And oh, you can go to the Jesus Burger King. God. Stop. Yeah. Stop. All right. So expensive, yes. Um and Switzerland is not in the EU, so you're not using euros. Right. Swiss francs. Swiss francs. And what's the convert? Is it like one it's to one? It's about one to one. It's not quite. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a little uh, tilted toward the Swiss franc. So maybe point. it's like one to one to a euro. Um, which yeah. Is, which is currently like, I don't know, last time I checked, dollar six, dollar seven, something like that. It's about the same as that, yes. Yeah, yeah. But, it, you know, obviously that changes all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, we're recording this. When it comes right. out, it could be, you know, <laughs> a nickel either way. Yes. You know, or more maybe. Um, all right. So we're coming to this part of the story um, where, you know, you were supposed to be there for how long? Two weeks? Two weeks, yeah. Two weeks. However... At the five-day mark, yeah. which, you know, geez, five days, something happened. Yes. I, and if if you could share, because I think, I, th- I think you know, I'm, I'm not trying to make you relive a traumatic moment, uh-huh. but I think this story is useful for people who are planning to travel, whether it's to Switzerland or just in general. Well, so I was... On a mountain biking tour, mm-hmm. uh, just outside of Interlaken, um, and it's spectacular scenery. It's just the most beautiful. I, I have been a lot of places, and I think this is the most beautiful place in the world. That's uh, that's high praise. Yeah, it's it's spectacular, and we were riding our bikes through this uh, with a guide, a six hour tour, 
and we were, you know, going to all my old haunts. I, I used to uh, go to Switzerland a lot when I was a kid because I lived in Germany. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we had, this was the part of the world that I have the most fun going to because it brings back all these childhood memories. All these fond memories, yeah. yeah. And maybe that was why I thought I could ride a bike again because <laughs> I am 60 years old. Um, and it turns out, Brent, that uh, we made it about five hours and 56 minutes out of the six-hour tour. six hours. Tour. Okay, four minutes away. Yeah. We stopped to get an ice cream cone. We had one to, one turn left, and the guide said, all right, just we'll just go under this bridge take a right, and then we return the bikes. We went under this bridge, and I didn't hear him say, oh, by the way, the bridge is low, so duck. Low bridge, everybody down. Right. Well, I got to the bridge, and I saw that it was low at the last second. I ducked, and because I had was a jerking motion, I turned the, my bike slightly, hit a curb, went flying through the air into oh. a jagged stone wall. Ow. Uh my head hit first, then my shoulders, then my my left shoulder, and uh, I snapped my arm. It's, it's straight through, broken. <laughs> Rick is not exaggerating. I personally have seen the x-ray. Yeah. And it is snapped. When he says snapped, it's like snapping a twig over your yes. knee. You know? Yes. I mean, completely. So, yeah. I, what yeah. do you do? Well, I'm uh, so I'm in the middle of nowhere, right? Right, because we're going through the mountains. Um, luckily, the uh, the guide called an ambulance, and we got to a place where it could where we could be picked up. And uh, I went to the hospital. Now I spoke, I speak German, mm-hmm. luckily, because mm-hmm. the doctors did not, and neither did you know the radiologist or anything, and. And so, uh, didn't speak English, didn't speak English. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, and, and there's nothing like pain to, uh, to bring out the, the deeply swallowed language within your, within you. German seems like yeah. one of those languages <laughs> where, where pain <laughs> right. would help your pronunciation. Any kind of stress brings it right back. <laughs> um, but so anyway, the the worst part was uh, I had to get back to America to, for a surgery because... Why uh, did you not get your surgery while you're in Switzerland? Well, so here's the thing uh, for all you European travelers who always uh, tell me how great it is to have socialized medicine. Every other country uh, that's in the EU has socialized medicine. Um, Switzerland is not in the EU. And they told me that the surgery to fix my arm, because it required, it's got 15 pins in it to hold it, hold the bone back together. 15 yeah. pins. Was $40,000. Wow. So I decided to come back to America and we had to take, we had to walk. It was like a mile walk to the train station. And then we had to take two trains to get back to Zurich because we were in the middle of nowhere. And then uh, we had to fly a nine-hour flight back to Chicago, and and that was not something I recommend to anybody. I, seriously, Rick, I know we've kind of been lighthearted about yeah. this, but I seriously cannot imagine the pain of it was awful. of, of yeah. those train rides, and especially that plane ride uh, back with this unrepaired yeah. s- arm snapped, snapped in yeah. two. Right. Right, and just hanging on the side of my arm. Oh my god! And the uh, and my wife, 
I had to carry all the suitcases because right. I couldn't lift anything. I couldn't right. put, put any pressure on my arm. And so uh, she was a trooper. She's been fantastic throughout all this. I I can't imagine. You know, we were talking about this before. I can't imagine the uh, the stress on her as well. Right. Because, you know. Plus, she missed half of her vacation. <laughs> and and your vacation got cut short. Yeah. So, all right. You know, all the sympathy in the world to you. I'm sorry that your vacation was cut short. Yeah. I just have one uh, follow up question. Okay. How was the ice cream cone? Oh, it was fantastic. It was, <laughs> it was, a, it was soft serve. It was a soft oh, serve. interesting. Which you never get over there, a soft serve ice cream. It was fantastic. One last tip okay. before we go. The water. Oh. In Switzerland. Because you got the mountain streams. Is the best water ever. It's good. I mean, there are fountains every 15 steps. Like you go to a city like Bern, it's known for their fountains. You can drink out of the fountains. There are, you know, they have spouts. Put your water bottle in there, and you're getting pure mountain water and is ice cold and fantastic. Oh, I love a good, you know, it sounds silly, right? It but does. I love a good, cold, fresh, clean glass bottle of water. Yep. Oh, my God fantastic don't buy the bottled water right yeah. right right get the real stuff because yeah. it's free right it's free and it's everywhere yes well you know i know this trip did not end the way that you wanted it to yeah but i do appreciate you uh sharing it with us because before you went when i found out that you were going i was like rick um Take notes, <laughs> yeah, right? Because <laughs> I because I wanna I wanna hear about it, you know, not only for the podcast but for myself as well because I'm interested in this place. And I gotta say, 100, percent you delivered. Oh, thank e you. Even even in pain, <laughs> even with you know an arm broken in half, you delivered. So let me tell you the name of a town. Okay, please. Okay? It's Lauterbrunnen. Lauterbrunnen. It's been in two James Bond films. Oh, okay. It's a it's a uh, guys hanging out of airplanes and stuff. It's sort of yes. This is a place where people just jump off the mountain. Okay, you know, do the like mountain diving or whatever. Mm -hmm. That's the completely insane people. Yeah, yeah. are at this place, but it is so picturesque. Uh, it's like walking in a painting. Mm. It's that beautiful. That's my recommendation. Thank you for that. Um, now, Rick, uh, one last thing. You are the, you and um, your business partner, Dave Stern, are the owners of Eckhart's Press, a boutique publishing house in Chicago. You guys were um, kind enough to publish my book, Truffle Hunt, back in 2015, which I'm sure is still a top seller. I'm sure. I'm sure it is. <laughs> um, anyway, I'm always interested in what you're doing at Eckhart's Press because you guys always have cool projects coming out. What's, uh, what's the latest over there? The latest is a book about a radio station here in Chicago called The Loop, uh, which is... Uh, the most outrageous radio station in the history of radio. And I happened to work there uh, for seven years, and there were many big stars that worked there. Every major celebrity that existed between 1968 and, or 1978 and 2018 appeared on these, on this airwaves. Some unbelievable stories. It's, it's an oral history of WLUP, The Loop. These guys, I grew up in Chicagoland just like you did. This was the radio station that everyone listened to, but it was so much more than just a, you know, 
they were a rock station, obviously, but it was so much more than that because the personalities on the air were bigger than ever. And when we were in high school, um, back in the 70s and the 80s, every kid in high school listened to that station and had a black loop t-shirt. Right. Everybody. That's right. And they're still out there. You can still get the the shirts uh, out there. And now you can get a book. That's All right. About it. Um, and the website to order the book? It's eckhartspress.com. That's E C K H A R T Z press.com. Rick, thanks for um, taking time out of your uh, physical therapy to, uh, <laughs> to visit with us today. Always a pleasure to talk to you. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks, Brent. Okay, that's Rick Kempfer. Always great to catch up with him. Since we recorded this, Rick is recovering and diligently doing his physical therapy, so good for him. Although he might not make his starting pitching assignment on opening day for the Cubs, let's shoot for 2025. I've got links to Rick's podcast in the show notes, as well as a link to Eckhart's Press, where you can purchase a copy of his latest book, The Loop Files. It's a great book. It's already in its sixth printing, and it just came out. It's incredible. And as a follow-up to what Rick said, travel insurance is a good way to cover yourself in case of accident while traveling. This isn't a paid sponsorship. This is just me based on experience. We recently were on a trip to the United States, and since we didn't have our American health insurance, we bought both travel insurance and health insurance because you never know. Well, that's it for this week. Next week, we are in France and Poland and even a little more in Switzerland with curious traveler Christine Van Blocklin. Don't miss that. Until then, get over to DestinationEatDrink.com. I just posted a story in defense of standing up as soon as the plane reaches the gate. I know. Controversial and hard-hitting journalism here. You can read that at DestinationEatDrink.com slash blog. I also have a new video out about Beja, Portugal, a little town with a fascinating winemaking tradition. You can see that by clicking on the video tab at DestinationEatDrink.com or checking out the YouTube channel at DestinationEatDrink946. And remember, vote for Destination Eat Drink in the 15th Annual Taste Awards. There's a link in the show notes. Destination Eat Drink is distributed by the Radio Misfits Podcast Network and Ed Silla. Thanks, Ed. I'm Brent Peterson. I'll see you down the road. Join us next week for another culinary adventure on Destination Eat Drink, a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network.